If you're an author or plan to be one, get excited because this podcast is for you. Book Marketing Mentors is the only podcast dedicated to helping you successfully market and sell your book. If you're ready for empowering conversations with successful marketing mavens, then grab a coffee or tea and listen in to your host, international best-selling author, Susan Friedman. Welcome to Book Marketing Mentors, the weekly podcast where you learn proven strategies, tools, ideas, and tips from the masters. Every week, I introduce you to a marketing master who will share their expertise to help you market and sell more books. Today, my special guest is a ghostwriting and book marketing expert and number one international best-selling author, Karen Rowe is the owner of Front Row Seat, a full-service writing firm. She's an expert in nonfiction and can help you position yourself as a leading authority in your niche. Karen develops done-for-you, professionally written and designed books. Her clients include an actor, a retired FBI agent, a reality TV star, entrepreneurs with online empires, and some of the top self-help leaders in the industry. Her mission is to help you find your voice and uncover your own unique and powerful story to create an instant connection with your marketplace. Karen, what a pleasure it is to welcome you to the show and thank you for being this week's expert and mentor. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited for our conversation today. I am too. And you're a ghostwriting and a book marketing expert. <laughs> I think we're going to, you know, look at both sides of that coin because I know that, you know, ghostwriting is a very interesting <laughs> service that uh, <laughs> that's offered out there. And I don't know if you've ever had clients who thought that maybe ghostwriting was like maybe cheating a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, one thing I'll say about that is that a lot of people don't realize that around 40% of the books on the market right now in the nonfiction space are ghostwritten. It's a pretty common practice, first of all. <laughs> and secondly, it's a loaded word, I suppose. People get really nervous that they are asking other people to write their content and then put their names on it. What I say is that although I'm a ghostwriter, I really prefer to call myself a collaborative author, meaning that I collaborate with my clients, my authors, to essentially make their content sound good. I am not fabricating content. I'm not making it up, not trying to read their minds. It's just really taking whatever they're passionate about, whatever their message is, and capturing that genius on a page. What I'm really good at is really making my clients sound good, <laughs> but it's their content. So the way I see it, it's not cheating because it's just their content. That's such um, a relief to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there are definitely ghostwriters where you kind of give them an idea and a bunch of post-it notes and they, they kind of go off for months and they submit a chapter to you every once in a while and they essentially do all the work. You know, they might be doing the research and everything like that to craft a story, but that's not how I prefer to do it. And I think there's a time and a place for that kind of writing, but I always prefer to work in collaboration with my authors 
so that my goal is that no one know that a ghostwriter has been involved in the process, right? So that, wow, it just feels like I was sitting across the table having coffee with you. There should be no separation of voice or experience if someone knows you between reading your book and listening to your podcast or, you know, going to one of your boot camps where it's like, oh yeah, this is definitely Susan's book or this is definitely Karen's book. That's the ultimate goal of a really good ghostwriter. Yes, finding the voice. I think that's a very important part of all of this. You have a service called Book at the Beach. That (laughs) just like fascinates me. Talk to us more about that. Yeah. First of all, I'm I'm a Canadian who moved to Tampa, Florida about six years ago in search of better weather and a lower cost of living, and I found it. And I came with my writing business at that time. But what I realized, Susan, is that I was actually trying to solve the wrong problem for my clients. I was trying to, what I thought their biggest problem was, was that they didn't think the content they had was any good or that they maybe had some trepidation about their ability as writers. So I was trying to solve that problem and I started out as a writing coach. And what I realized is that a bigger problem that I could solve more easily is that a lot of my clients are just too busy or successful to find the focus time required to sit down and write on a regular basis. Once I realized, well, actually, that's their problem, is number one, writing a book, as I'm sure all your listeners know, is not a revenue-generating activity in the moment, right? So either you have to take time out of your billable hours, out of your work week, or you have to take time away from your personal evenings and weekends, and most people really don't want to do either. So I developed this book at the beach, And the idea is that my clients come to me for three days, which in the wintertime is not a hard sell for my Canadian and Northern clients. And essentially, we are knee-to-knee, toe-to-toe. It's the two of us in a hotel room, and I am getting everything that I need from that client over the course of those three days. It's an interview style. The other reason this works quite well is because a lot of my clients are very passionate about their subject matter, but for some reason, that passion just doesn't quite translate onto the page. So if they sit down to write, they get overwhelmed or they're not sure where to start. They don't know which stories to include. And this takes all the guesswork out of it for them. We have a blueprint and a system that we follow. And essentially, that becomes our problem to solve. All I need the clients to do is show up. And one of my things that I tell them is that there's no homework before they show up. I just need them to show up. So for, you know, a busy CEO or entrepreneur, or even a busy parent, it's just very appealing. Like it's like, all I have to do is set aside three days and just show up and we will get the book started. And so for The client who's been trying to write the book on their own for years, I just recently published a book in the fall of a psychologist who'd been trying to write his book for 20 years. (laughs) Three days. Most people can find three days together to sit down and get their book written. It's ended up being a really kind of clear and remarkable solution to the problem of the time issue that my authors were facing. And then obviously I get to go to the beach on a pretty regular basis. So that really works well for us. 
And the other reason it works is because the momentum is there. So I get a really clear picture of who my client is, what the message is, and going back to, is ghostwriting considered cheating? This lets me get to know them so that I can take their place and they get to go back to their busy lives and know that their book is in good hands. Yeah, and today we need a book. If we're going to do the speaking circuit, mm-hmm. if you don't have a book, they don't see you as credible as an expert in uh, your field. So you're offering a phenomenal service. So let's transition a little bit and talk about the marketing piece. Mm-hmm. And that is generating that income because you know, books in and of themselves, as we both know, you're not going to get rich necessarily on having a book. When you work with your clients, what are some of the marketing ways in which you direct them? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's really no money in books anymore. One of the things I do with all of my clients right at the beginning of our work together is to ask them, number one, what their end goal is with the book. So what is it that they want the book to do for them? Are they looking to go on the speaking circuit? Are they looking to maybe get more clients? Are they looking to build and grow their list? What are their top goals so that I can make sure that we build a book around that? One of the biggest mistakes I've seen first-time authors make is that they focus so much on getting the book written that they write and write and write and they get to the end and then they say, well, now what? But I'm sure you know this, Susan, really writing the book and having a good quality book is really only 50% of it. And the other 50% is in how you market it. And in general, I find that I hate to break it to my clients, but writing the book is actually the easy part. And you can have the best book, but if no one knows about it, it's not going to make a difference or it's not going to share your message in the way that you want. That's the first thing that I recommend is that you start asking those questions right from the beginning. The second thing is I find that people don't spend enough time or they don't allocate enough time to market. I've seen people spend like three weeks doing the marketing. And I think at a minimum, it should be more like three months, but really six to nine months if you're really, really going to get the leverage that you're wanting. To answer your question, I I would say that there's kind of three things that I've seen my clients do that have been the most effective. And I know, Susan, that you're a fan of sponsorship. That's one of the things that I recommend. And what I would say is, you know, sponsorship, and you're thinking of these big corporations and big brands like, oh, Coca-Cola or... (laughs) And it doesn't have to be a giant corporation. What I tell my clients is you're already working with businesses and companies that would benefit from getting in front of the people that you have at your book launch or getting in front of your clients and approach them about sponsoring. And there's different aspects of the book that you can have them sponsor. So I had a client find a sponsor for her book launch. Now she happened to be in insurance she approached an insurance company to sponsor the book launch, which means that they, you know, they rented the venue and paid for the venue and and the, the appies and they bought a certain number of books for the launch. And then they got the exposure and visibility to everyone that was there at that launch. So that was a win-win for both of them. 
The other thing I say is that she was not finished her book yet, but really once she got that sponsor in place, it was the extra push that she needed to get the book over the finish line. One of the main things I like about sponsorship is that it gives you this external non-negotiable deadline to get the book finished. Because I think once you put either your own dollars down, and especially when someone that you do business with and respect and trust greatly puts dollars down on your behalf, you better bet that that book is getting finished. So that's really why I love sponsorship is because number one, it can help get you exposure. Number two, it can help defray some of the costs to get the book to market. And number three, it really ensures that the book gets written and published. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And as you say, it doesn't have to be big companies. If you hone in on your niche market and you look at who are the suppliers Mm -hmm. in this marketplace and they go to trade shows, for instance, and a book is a great giveaway. And if you're self-publishing, you can put your own price on you know, how much you sell the book for. It's a wonderful way to sell quantities, let's say, of books in a very short period of time. Yeah. And for example, I had another client who was uh, a realtor and she worked very closely with a home inspection company who also happened to have a pest control company. So they sponsored her book launch. And Obviously, as a realtor, she was getting in front of home buyers and home sellers, and those home buyers all needed home inspections. That just makes a natural kind of a downstream partnership for them, and it's worth it for them to sponsor these events. So that's a good idea. And then the other thing, obviously, is that the sponsor buys a predetermined amount of books. So if their audience happen, you know, or their employees even happen to be the target reader for your book, I've had CEOs buy, oh, I'm going to buy a book for every one of my employees because I think they can benefit from this knowledge. So depending on the size of the company, I mean, you've already sold 100 to 1500 books often before the book is even done. Again, that can really help to defray some of the costs of getting that book to market as well as getting the exposure. And then that CEO and that company is sharing about this book to everyone. You know, So all of a sudden, you have 1,500 people reading your book or with their hands on your book that didn't have access to it before. And every one of those people become what are known as your foot soldiers because right. they can promote you just having your book. And whether they read it or not, it's on their bookshelf or they can talk about it with, to other people. So absolutely. I mean, that's such a great way. And I mean, there are so many different avenues with regard to the sponsorship. So uh, I'm thrilled that you do recommend that to your clients. What else do you feel is a good way to market the book? And by the way, <laughs> you said earlier that writing was the easy part. <laughs> I tell my clients as well is that you think, you know, after the blood, sweat and tears that you had over the book, that was easy. Now we're going to market the thing. And you're right. Right. it's got to be an investment in time over a long time, because as you rightly said, it has to get traction. It's not going to happen in two minutes of just telling the marketplace, oh, I've got a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And one of the benefits of having number one, a sponsor, and number two is giving yourself, like I suggested, this three to nine months in the lead up to a, you know, a public book launch is that all of the sponsors and whoever's, you know, they're sponsoring the book for, say their employees, that gives them the time to read the book and, you know, write reviews or do a testimonial or so that you can gain that traction and get that buzz around it so that when you are ready to launch, then you have some social proof behind it. Whereas I've seen people try and launch kind of, you know, weeks after the book is ready, (laughs) published, and it really just, it's just, it's a scramble, right? That's something that I recommend. Another thing that has worked well for clients in the past, and again, it really depends what industry you're in, but this particular client was a business coach or a business consultant, and he regularly held events, I think quarterly. And so his goal for the event was instead of selling tickets, he sold books. So in order to attend the event, I think you had to buy three books for a regular ticket, and I want to say five to seven books for a VIP ticket his events were limited to 300 people. So before he, you know, even finished the book, he had already sold 1500 copies for this event. And again, I keep going back to, he got that book done because he had put his reputation on the line to have 1500 books ready for this event. So again, with that external non-negotiable deadline was really effective for him. So If you're listening to this and you do any type of event, that could be another approach, you know, and if you're a speaker, it's the same concept that, you know, you bring copies of your book, depending on what you're selling from stage, if you're allowed to sell from stage, there are a number of different ways you can leverage your book, you can either gift a copy to everyone that's there, depending on what your call to action is in the book or where your book is in your kind of in your marketing funnel, right? Is it kind of a entry point for their relationship to you? Or is it better for you to sell that book at the retail price? And if you have 300 people and you're selling it at 20 bucks a piece, is it more worth it to you to sell it than it is to give it for free? That's really to determine on a case-by-case basis. And I don't know, I've spoken at events where typically the organizers are very clear on whether or not we have the right to sell from stage or not. And so if you're wanting to make use of that relationship, you know, showing up with a book as a gift has also worked very well for me. I mean, my book personally cost me, I think, $3.71 per book plus shipping. If I can gift that to someone and get a new client out of it, that's no, I just consider that part of my marketing budget, right? That That's cheap well, marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you look at it that way and you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, there's going to be a hundred people in the room and it's $4 a book. That's $400. If I get one client, that more than makes up for the $400 that I spent to be in front of that audience. That's another way that has been very effective for my clients to leverage the books to bring them the clients, right? So it's not so much in the book, the sales, but in how you leverage the back of the room. Yes. And also sometimes the organizer will purchase a book for everybody who attends the session. Exactly. And if you write that into your contract or instead of a fee, they buy books for people. So there are 
very many different ways that you can skin this cat, as they say. Exactly. And depending on where you're at in your entrepreneurial journey, it costs a, a fair amount of dollars to get your book edited and cover designed and published. And then now you have to spend dollars marketing. It's good to see strategies that are going to help you get some of the return on those dollars that you're putting in to get the book published. Very much so. I love this idea of selling instead of selling tickets to sell books. I think that's yeah. brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And you know, the other great thing about it, obviously, is if you're showing up and you have three books, you might keep one for yourself, but now you have two more. So he's inviting you to share that book with two other people or two other entrepreneurs in his case that you feel can benefit from the book, right? <laughs> so he has 300 people at his event. And then there's another 1200 book copies now that are, are being distributed to people that he may not even have known, right? So it then turns into a lead generation tool for him. Excellent. Fantastic. Karen, our listeners love hearing about mistakes. And you mentioned a few earlier. What else? What other mistakes do you find that clients make or that you see other writers make? I mean, I know a lot of your listeners have already finished their books. Some of the biggest mistakes that I've made is trying to take something on for the first time that I've never done before and not getting help of <laughs> professionals to help me do it or not getting help of other people to do it. So as an entrepreneur, I know I have a little bit of a lone wolf syndrome. And what I've realized now being in business in 10 years is I've gotten really clear on what I can reasonably do on my own and what I can't. For example, if you have your book published and you know that you're not a strong marketer, the mistake is, first of all, not giving yourself enough time. But secondly, trying to do something that you've never done before on your own. I would really take a look at hiring someone and making sure that they're the right fit to market the book in a way that's really going to be a benefit to you in terms of your goals. And there's a couple of things I have to say about that. Mistakes I've made in the past is just kind of throwing money at something because I heard it will work. Facebook ads are a great example of that. One of the things I, I recently did a bunch of Facebook ads in the fall and really had very little result from them. So I ended up feeling like I just burned a bunch of money, just put it in a wheelbarrow and taken it out to the backyard and burned it. And part of that was because what I learned is that the Facebook ads are changing pretty quickly. And the person I hired was kind of playing against some old rules. So what used to be effective for Facebook three years ago is no longer effective for Facebook. And then same thing, we didn't give it enough time to actually gain some traction. That was one of the mistakes I made is number one, trying to do it on my own. Number two, when I did hire someone, not having enough time to let that strategy take hold. And number three is that that person wasn't really working with the most recent information around, in this case, Facebook ads. So those are some big mistakes I've made myself with marketing. That's so interesting because I just spent a weekend at a Mastermind Conference and Facebook ads came up and mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. I mean, the algorithms change and mm -hmm. all sorts of things change on a regular basis. So 
it's a risk to throw your money in Facebook ads or Google ads, or especially if you don't know what you're doing. Thank you for that mm-hmm. reminder. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear more about your services, Karen, so go for it. Oh, sure. Well, so I run a full-service writing firm. So really what that means is I just meet people wherever they're at. I focus specifically on nonfiction, what I call expert positioning books, so really self-help. And I also do memoirs. We don't do anything else anymore. I used to do all kinds of different writing, blog posts and website copy and children's books and all that. And really what I discovered is my love is in nonfiction books and helping business owners and speakers and trainers get their books written and making sure that that book is going to be effectively leveraged to help them meet whatever their goals are in the business. In other words, how to market it properly. (laughs) Really, I have clients, Susan, that come to me at any phase of the book writing process, including clients that have already published their books and are looking for additional support either to publish on a different platform or sometimes to see about how to get a return on an investment. So I have clients come to me with their first draft finished and they need help editing and publishing. I have clients come to me sometimes with multiple different book ideas. They're not sure which one to write first. I have clients even come to me that have no ideas other than someone told them they needed to have a book. So I help them, you know, flesh out developmentally what the book could look like before we ever get started. I mentioned my book at the beach, which is my kind of my high end VIP done for you service. But I also have an online masterclass called Book Writing Masterclass, Six Weeks to Your First Draft. I know a lot of the listeners today have already written their book. And I've written myself, I've published around five books. And my first book, I tell people all the time, was actually much easier than my second book. And the reason is because when I got to my second book, I figured that I should know it all by then. And actually, me comparing my second book writing experience to my first one was what got me into trouble because my first book, I didn't know anything and I just surrendered and I wrote it. And my second book, I got in the pitfall of comparing myself to the, you know, the first time. If this is you, then, you know, this course is really designed to help you get your first draft done in six weeks. So it's really getting the things out of the way that might be in the way, whether it's your first book or your 10th book. So it gives you a structure and it gives you a community and there's all kinds of resources and checklists and there's a Facebook group and there's weekly author advisor team calls. You can find out more about that at bookwritingmaster.com. And, you know, you're free to reach out to me. I love hearing people's book ideas at any time, Karen at KarenRowe.com, that's R-O-W-E, or on my website is KarenRowe.com. And I'll put all those links in the post, Karen, so Mm -hmm. that people can, if they're driving while they're listening to this, can just click on the link and go check out for themselves. And I always like to end with a golden nugget. So Mm -hmm. if you were to leave our listeners with a golden nugget, what would that be? Well, the golden nugget is to slow down. (laughs) Take your time. 
it's better to take more time and do something properly than to just be going a thousand miles a minute. And basically the whole kind of fire ready aim approach if you're feeling like you're running with scissors, either with the book writing or with the marketing, my recommendation is always just to slow down and give yourself more time. And again, if you had this thing like, oh, we want to launch on this date and you're feeling like you're not ready, just take that time. And, you know, it ultimately you'll be doing yourself a bigger favor by giving yourself more time to let people know that your book is finished and in the marketplace. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And thank you all for taking time out of your precious day to listen to this interview. And I sincerely hope that it sparks some ideas you can use to sell more books. Here's wishing you much book marketing success. The time is now to take action and finally build your book selling empire. And the great news is that Susan is here to help you. Visit bookmarketingmentors.com and sign up for a free 15-minute book marketing strategy session with Susan. She'll help you discover your first steps to marketing and selling your book. Only those who take action are rewarded, so visit bookmarketingmentors.com and we'll see you again next week. Hi, it's Susan again, and today I want to talk to you about a brand new program that I am about to launch. It's called the Author Marketing Mastery Program, and it's an eight-week online session. It's live with me, and it's all about how you can turn your nonfiction book into a money-making business-building machine. I'm going to help you discover the secrets to getting your book noticed by all the right people in just eight weeks. So you finally published your nonfiction book, and then you sat back and waited for the fame and fortune to roll in. And perhaps you're still waiting. What happened? Your message is out there in the world, but it's like nobody noticed. No attention, no big sales, no revenue, and no recognition of all the hard work and expertise that you put into this book. And let's be honest, that hurts. It isn't only painful for you personally, it hurts your business too. Because to publish a book and have it sink like a stone is actually worse than never having published at all. It makes your business look unworthy of attention, which is the exact opposite of the professional credibility you intended to generate. As founder of Aviva Publishing and a professional coach for nonfiction authors, I've seen this a lot in the work that I do with the authors I support. Ultimately, the root cause of the problem is the same for all of them. Either they haven't been marketing their book at all, or they've been trying to promote it to everybody, which has roughly the same net effect as promoting it to nobody. So to help my private clients, I've combined my decades of experience in marketing and selling with my personal experiences as an author and as a publisher. I've designed and developed this program from the ground up to give you everything that you need to make your book a niche success and generate exciting new opportunities for you and your business. With Author Marketing Mastery, you'll be ready and able to market your book effectively 
in a well-chosen niche, build your professional authority and recognition, and enjoy all the excitement and fun that your successful author status brings. The best part is that you don't have to have any specific experience to be able to enroll in this program. You don't need to know anything about marketing or copywriting or sales. The only prerequisite is that you have a published nonfiction book to promote. I'll teach you what you need to know live online in the eight weeks of the Author Marketing Mastery Program. Each week, you'll study one module and you'll be one step closer to acclaimed author status. If you want to see what the program looks like week by week, then go to the website authormarketingu.com forward slash amm dash promo. That's authormarketingu.com forward slash amm dash promo. Until next time, I hope that you can sign up for this eight-week live online program so that I can share with you how you can keep exercising your marketing muscle. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.